Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble! It's playoff time, baby! Tony Cavallo, Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crooks, and the regular season is over. 17 weeks have gone by, and we have decided the final 12 teams with a ticket to the dance, trying to get to the Super Bowl the first Sunday of February. It's time for the best part of the year. It stinks that we start the year off with this, because then you're left with a whole summer full of nothing, but we're not looking at that. We're looking at the next five weeks of football. We're going to break down every game for you. We have new games to play. We have a fantasy game we're going to play. Mm. We have call-ins. We have a great show it's what you might for call Wild Card Weekend. An action-packed episode. Action-packed episode indeed. Dangles has a team in the playoffs. The New England Patriots are a three seed in the AFC. I have a team in the playoffs. The Green Bay Packers are a bi-week team. Wow. And Drew, I don't think Detroit's well, playing this the week, Lions got a tie this year. We have the third overall pick. Third overall pick. Woo, who do you like? Nice. Who do you like right now? You're drafting today. Who do you take? Third overall. Third pick overall in pick a, in, a, in a two who, in a two player draft. Who are you taking? Trade down. Trade down. Trade, Trade down. down to a team that needs a quarterback so they can take two. I like it. I yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. It makes sense. Drew, you're not going to be able to talk about your team, but we're going to talk about all the other teams. And we have a few games to play. But first, we got to recap the games that have already been played. Dangles. Congratulations, my man. You are officially the king of the coast. You ended the year with the most Woo! units in casino money in the group, 113.5 overall. Drew, second place, 98 units. Me, third place, 96 units. I was the only one to win money last week, a tough week for all of us. But we did make those gambles almost a week in advance. So credit That's to us true. for making yeah. any type of money. Congratulations, Dangles. You want to say anything in your acceptance speech here? I can't wait to defend the title again next year. I, I think yeah. we'll, uh, we'll, we'll have a year under our belt. We'll be able to look at it and make some fun tweaks to it and uh, I'm going to come back next year a smarter better because of what I've learned from you guys and what I've learned from my mistakes and um, if I'd be lying if I said I didn't have a little luck along the way those three oh, team parlays were, uh, were very helpful and I can see Drew's been have a, had has had a sour look on his face <laughs> over there for the last yeah uh, minute and a well, half or two minutes here so next year we'll we, we tweak the contest you know my good buddy Dangle is 90 units on two combined parlays as opposed doesn't necessarily he, he it, it certainly you can't win a ton no, of money no, by just it, Making it, the, one good. Bet. The contest doesn't reward the best gambler. It rewards the the most profitable, you know, horseshoe and the ass type thing. Dangles, amazing, uh, a, a, amazing Comeback run story. last three weeks. Um, Unbelievable. I would like to say the you know, percentage of bets won. That wasn't in play here, so we'll tweak it next year. But for now, Dangles is the king of the coast. Hey, like like a usual uh, Detroit Lions fan, always making excuses. Shape of the sharp <laughs> for you. But congratulations, Dangles. I for one am very happy for you. But I'm excited to make some money during the playoffs because that's what we're here for, folks. The left coast gamblers, we're here to make you money. Hopefully you have a little nest egg. You didn't spend it all on Christmas presents and you got some spare change to throw at these games because we're going to break down every game, wild card weekend and we're going to do it for the future and each of the coasters here are going to give you their favorite bet for each game. We're also going to give you a teaser at the end for the weekend. So we're going to do five bets a week for these first two weeks and by the end of it, we're going to see who has the best winning percentage, not dealing with casino money because Shape of the you. Sharp wouldn't stop crying all last week about it. So we're not only giving you bets for each of these games, but we're also playing a game that I created, that I am in love with, that I've played with these guys off air in the past. We're going to do it for realsies on this podcast. We're putting our own money on it against each other, and it's a fantasy game. I understand we're not a fantasy podcast, but we do all play fantasy football. You at home probably play fantasy football as well. What we do here at the end of the show is going to be the playoff fantasy challenge, and we'll recap it as the weeks go on. I'll explain the rules when we get to the end of the show, but it's a very exciting game. And it's not a traditional fantasy uh, match. 
matchup, Tony. It's it, no. it's more strategy involved, as Definitely. you will explain to the folks. Definitely. I am a genius, more or less, is what I'm trying <laughs> yeah, to say. Yeah. Uh, also, Drew and I won the Gravestones game. We each had 11 of the 12 playoff teams correct, so at least we beat Dangles in that. There you go. But before I'm we go to picking all the games, Great. before we go to the playoff challenge, before we go to Wild Card Weekend and we talk about the 12 best teams the NFL has to offer, we have to talk about the shitty teams one last time. One last time because, fellas, there are five coaching vacancies at the time of recording, five opportunities for a free agent, a free agent coach out there to say, I'm going to go get me a head coaching job and I'm going to go change the culture in fill in the blank city. So what I'm going to do to you is an old staple of the left coast gamblers. Sorry, Mrs. Crookston. We're playing a marry, fuck, kill right now. I'm going to give you the five coaching vacancies, and you're going to marry, fuck, kill what position you would want to be in to take over the mantle as head coach. It's a very interesting set of five teams. A lot of teams going up, a lot of teams going down. Going to be interesting to see where you guys fall. Let's start with the king of the coast himself, Diggity Dangles. The five opportunities. The New York football giants, Danny Dimes and Saquon Barkley. The Cleveland Browns with Baker Mayfield, Odell and Jarvis Landry, maybe. Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys with the best passing offense in the league. The Washington Redskins, who have hired Ron Rivera, but we're leaving this in the option. And the Carolina Panthers with maybe Cam Newton and a great running back in Christian McCaffrey. Marry, fuck, kill those five vacancies. Uh, I'm going to start, I think, with the Carolina Panthers as my Mary. I really like the wow. Yeah, I like the Panthers. They've got a defense that's pretty much already put together. There's no one I'd rather start with than a guy like Luke Keekley And <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, I mean, you can't ask for a whole lot more than that. I like what I've seen. I like what I saw from their owner when uh, they did the Panthers on All or Nothing, the Amazon series, yep. a couple years ago. Yep. Um, I like his, you know, his expectation level. He expects a winner. That team is not that far from being one. And I think, I, and, one. and I think with, and I think, with, yeah, yeah, that was 2015, but I think we saw, you know, that Kyle Allen can play this year. I think there's some promise uh, in that offense, and if they can develop the young wide receivers they've got, because there's some talent in that core as well, I think there's a lot of pieces in Carolina for them to be a winning squad. Dangles, you didn't mention Cam Newton in that. I know because I don't think he's going to be the quarterback of the Carolina wow. Panthers next okay. year. Okay, okay. All right, so you're marrying Carolina even without Cam Newton, so that means you're fucking... I almost want to say I, I'm going to go with it. The New York Giants. I am nice. going to fuck wow. the New York Giants. I like Here's it. my one. My one issue is Dave Gettleman is my only thing kind of going into this because he's he's kind of slow footed on draft day and he he's I don't know he's just this kind of older style uh, GM that I don't know that a lot I don't think a lot of a lot of people like what he does. Obviously, Danny Dimes has played out a lot better than the faces of the fans you know on draft day when they actually <laughs> took him. Um, but yeah, Saquon is incredible. Um, Darius. Slayton had a breakout yeah. year this year. They've got themselves a young, uh, a young receiver, a young breakout receiver, um, and they've got some decent dudes on. I mean, DeAndre Baker had an all right season, their first round pick. Um, I think they've got some pieces that they can put together. I like the Giants, um, and you're I killing. Think, and I'm that means I'm killing the Dallas Cowboys. What? I have, do not want to be in Dallas right now. Fuck wow. that. I just don't want to. I don't want to coach for Jerry Jones. I don't think after all this thing with Jason Garrett, I just, I just don't know what to think of how that front office is going to treat me if I'm this this next coach after they took all that time with Jason Garrett and were really kid glovey with him uh, you know on his way out and even before we, he should have been fired years ago I just I don't know I don't think I don't think the Dallas coaching vacancy is is, is particularly I, uh, 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 desirable right now I don't now. know if I agree with you on that but he's marrying the Carolina Panthers fucking the New York Giants and killing the Dallas Cowboys Drew let's go to you marry fuck uh, transition I am marrying the Dallas Cowboys I, I, I don't I don't see how you cannot just based on the talent they have um, obviously expecting Dak to get a max deal, Zeke 
Cooper, Michael Gallup, breakout performer. Um, I think the pieces are there. I think Garrett obviously is an abysmal coach. And on your point, Dangles, yeah, Jerry's world is always going to be Jerry's world. But the one thing that Jason Garrett provided or, or proved is job security. Yeah. The guy doesn't fire people. I think Jerry Jones in his old age. But I don't think that'll be the case for everybody. Like Garrett Maybe. was a quarterback for the Cowboys. Sure, he I understand. He was part Jerry, of the family. Like he, he was, was a cowboy. Family. Once a cowboy, yeah. always yeah. a cowboy kind of thing. I think that was a special case. I think you bring in someone else who's not an ex-cowboy, you might have a different uh, I, I get, I, I get that, but you know with Jerry Jones, he's going to spare no expense. Yeah. He's going he's gonna to give you your best shot at least to put the talent on the field yeah. to win. Um, in a, in a division that's you know like a, a nine and seventeen won the division this year, so that's who I'm marrying. We're gonna be Eskimo brothers, and who are fucking buddy? I'm definitely fucking <laughs> the New York Giants. Um, and I, I, another case of I just think that coach Pat Shermer, I mean abysmal, uh, abysmal with the talent in the field. I read a stat: Saquon Barkley was dead last in two years combined, two years in the league in uh, pass, uh, pass efficiency as a running back. Yep. How does that happen? You have Saquon Barkley. Yep. What a beast. Obviously, we talked about Slayton. We talked about Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate's there, Danny Dimes, Evan Ingram. Um, their defense needs work. I think they'll address that in the free agents in the draft. But um, I like their upside here, I think, with the right coach. And obviously, the New York media is kind of a hell, blah, blah, blah. But I definitely have some upside there. Who am I killing? This is the easiest one for me. That The mistake by the lake. I mean, I'm completely <laughs> off Baker Mayfield. I don't care who comes in there. I'm off on him. I'm completely off on him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I think I, I am so tempted to gravestone him as the, 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 the B word, the bus word. I just don't think he's that good. Um, I think it's just toxic there. I know they got rid of Dorsey. And, you know, I think that was a dumb move, but keep going. Well, he hired Hugh Jack. Yeah, Hugh Jackson and Freddie Kitchens. You can't, yeah. you can't justify those hires and his record. So that I don't team think he has too much talent not to win. Like it's that that's the only. They're thing six is, and ten, is, dude. I know they, that, but so I'm saying, but or to not to get to the to a playoff position. Even. I I I mean, I I'm betting against it. I I think it's toxic over there. I who the hell knows what what, what Beckham's going to do in the offseason. The offseason. Steelers literally handed them the keys to the wild card spot in week two when and Ben Roethlisberger took went Mason down. Rudolph's and, and they, they promptly did fuck all with it. Yeah. He, okay. So the, the Browns are terrible. All right. So you're marrying Dallas. You're fucking the Giants. And you're killing Cleveland. Yeah. I am also marrying Dallas for the stuff you already said. I think Dangles, other than you, I think you get a long leash in a Jerry Jones world. I think he's calmed down in his old age. But I think he knows that he wants to win now with the pieces he has. And he's going to give the coach an opportunity to do so. The fuck is the hardest part of this for me? Because these other four teams are very close to each other and what I want to do and what I don't want to do. So I'm going to go to the culture that I like. As much as I dislike the new owner in Carolina because I think he wants to win now and that might mean a short leash for you if you can't improve right here, right now. And a big question mark with Cam Newton. But I think Carolina still has a lot of really, really good pieces and playing a division that they can take advantage of. Drew Brees is not long for that New Orleans world. Mm-hmm. I am looking I mean, at yeah. Carolina as the team I want to fuck. The kill here, and I'm not saying this just to be uh, against you guys, I hate Dave Gettleman. I think he builds mm. shitty teams. I think he is a terrible GM. I think he is I don't past, disagree with you. I think he is past his time. He just he just did a press conference where he said he hired four computer guys to fix their scouting report. He just doesn't he's not with the times. Okay, and I like Danny Dimes, I love Saquon Barkley, and I like some of the receivers they have, but that defense has nobody on it that I would want to keep. Not a single soul of the Jibril eleven Peppers. players would I want to keep. Not one. Alec not, Ogletree? Not one. <laughs> And then the offensive line as well is paying a lot of money to players that cannot protect the people they're trying to protect. I think the way you build the team is inside out, and that team is building from the outside in. I don't like Gettleman 
at all. I would hate Gilman to also be, looks like Howard Ratner from uh, Adam Sandler. <laughs> I, I would gem. hate to be the New York Giants head football coach because also you have the societal pressure of being in New York. Sure. I love Dallas. I love Philly. Tough division. And Washington, I would have killed them easily. But yeah. getting rid of Bruce Allen gives me yeah, hope. Absolutely. Getting well, rid of Bruce Allen gives me hope. It depends if Dan Snyder takes I a step back. Say, you still he got might him. never will. But Ron Rivera has a situation there that he might be able to build his own team. I like Washington better than I like New York, and that's saying a lot. But that's the end of talking about the shitty teams. I want to start talking about the playoff teams. I want to start talking about the teams that matter because we are the show that makes you money and we win our bets, except when we do the pick'em challenge against a certain guy named Jersey Allen. There's a guy out there named Jersey Allen. He came on this show three straight times. He beat me. He beat Dangles. He beat Drew in the pick'em challenge, picking regular season games. And it hurts my heart to do this. It really does. It really hurts my heart, but I, I I made a little thing for him that I am now under contract to do every goddamn show for the rest of the playoffs. So without any further ado, before we go to the Houston-Buffalo game, God damn it, let me hear a word from our sponsors. Are you a true American like me? Do you wake up and wonder, when will the next MLB season begin? Do you sit anxiously by the dinner table waiting for the hot stove to serve up some juicy deals? Do you have season tickets to your hometown team's AA affiliate? If that sounds familiar, then boy do I have a podcast for you. Touching Base with Alan and Eric is the nation's premier MLB podcast. Dishing all the necessary news you need and the go-to guide for all 162 glorious games. And unlike today's version, this podcast only has one true outcome, pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're out at the bar, don't strike out talking ball with your boys, but rather hit a home run with the facts by listening to Touching Base with Alan and Eric, available on SoundCloud and Instagram. That's Touching Base with Alan and Eric, the five-tool podcast prospect that every Scout needs. Hey now, better come on now. Come on, and here we are, ready to break down the playoff matchups. It's playoff time, boys. I am so excited for these four matchups. Wild card weekend begins with a hell of a game. A hell of a game. The Saturday special, the Cincinnati Bengals uh coup d'etat. They're usually in this segment. Andy Dalton's lost every game on this Saturday. Correct. But it's a great way, a great little appetizer for the beginning of the playoff slate, the first of 11 games that we're going to be betting heavily on. And we will give you a bet at the end of this section, at the end of every game section as we go on. We'll be calculating those bets, and hopefully Drew and I can catch idiot dangles over there in this betting game, fucking dangles. But this is the beginning. This is where it starts. We have the Houston Texans, winner of the AFC South, the four seed, and the Buffalo Bills, the five seed, also a 10-6 and six team. It's going to be very interesting. Dangles. What is this matchup? Uh, the matchup, uh, you just told it. I don't even know why I need to explain it any further. It's the Texans and the Bills. It's at Energy Stadium in Houston, Texas. Uh, and the spread is three points to the Texans. So the Bills plus three underdogs. Uh, and the over-under is 44 for this game. Interesting, interesting. Now, Dangles gets to talk about his Patriots a little bit later. My Packers have yet to play. Drew does not get to talk about his Lions for the rest of the season. But we need a little help breaking down this game. So we decided to have a uh, an in interesting guy call in a fan perspective so to speak yes, sir drew, drew knows a little bit more about him you care to uh tell us a little bit about our caller oh it'd be my pleasure so i met this gentleman in 2006 he was the first and only buffalo bills fan that i've met Ooh. college roommate 
And uh, when I first started uh, to get to know this guy, I thought he might have been a casual fan. He is far from the casual fan. He is the most legitimate, diehard Buffalo Bills fan, officially part of Bills Mafia, my good friend, Buffalo Brett Borak. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I appreciate the, uh, the quality introduction. Obviously, really excited to be part of the show and uh, kind of break down this matchup. So thanks for having me. Hey, it's our pleasure, buddy. Thanks for joining us. So I have, I have a question for you. Drew says you are an official part of Bill's Mafia. Have you been put through a table at a tailgate? <laughs> <laughs> I've watched many people go through tables at tailgates. I believe I, uh, that. I, yeah, it, it, you know, it's actually pretty crazy. So I'm actually based here in, in Michigan, and you're like, how, are, how the hell are you a Bill's fan? Well, um, so actually my grandpa was best friends with Ralph Wilson growing up. And Ralph Wilson, who owned the team for many, many years, founded the team, uh, lived here in Gross Point, Michigan. So I just kind of became a displaced fan, and I try to go to, you know, anywhere between one and two games a year, being that Buffalo is only about six hours from uh, Detroit. And I'll tell you what, man, Bill's Mafia is one of the craziest, most wild scenes, um, you know, especially in terms of the tailgates and, uh, you know, going from, you know, just being around college football and being around, you know, some other NFL atmospheres, there are very, very few atmospheres in the league that I would imagine compare to what goes on in Orchard Park. And not that anyone would accuse you of this, Borak, but I just, I, I, I'm just i putting you on the spot here in front of uh, Tony and Dangles, just so no one would ever accuse you of being a Fairweather Bills fan that just jumped on the, bang, the, the bandwagon this year when they're good. Why don't you list off uh, in rapid-fire succession a list of Buffalo Bills quarterbacks since we've met in 2006? <laughs> just wait, just wait. Oh, man. When, when do you want to start? 2006? 2006 when we met. You're going – you're going back to like the Kelly Holcomb days, right? Oh, where they threw, where, I mean, where he's a backup to, you know, the Drew Bledsoe days. And then oh, you yeah. go through the JP Lossman <laughs> and you go to, um, you know, Trinidad Edwards all the way to, you know, you, the list goes on and on when it comes to this, this team and the type of quarterback they've had since, since Jim Kelly, it just, it, it's just been such a awful trajectory from that, from, you know, really when last time they made the playoffs of Doug Flutie all the way to the EJ Manuel era. And now, you know, I finally think we have a legitimate quarterback. I know he needs a lot of work, but I think, I think we're, uh, I think we're onto something with Josh Allen. Well, what you just said made me smile a little bit because my next question was going to be, what are your thoughts on Josh Allen? And you saying that he needs some work makes me understand that I can have a normal conversation with you because any Buffalo Bills <laughs> fan that sits here and tells me he's a finished product and the best quarterback you've ever had is an, is an idiot. No, you're right on. I'll say this about Josh Allen. The guy is a flat out gamer. The guy is a winner. Is, does he need a ton of work with his footwork and his accuracy? Absolutely. But when you look at, if you're just somebody who looks at stats and you look at last year to this year, yes, there's some areas where he's certainly improved, but you look at the middle ground passing game, right? You look at the short passing game is the area where he's dramatically improved. And the thing coming into the league, which everyone was like, Oh my gosh, this guy's going to be a superstar. If you like Josh Allen coming out of college, it was the deep ball. The guy can't hit the fucking broadside of a barn on the deep ball. <laughs> now, where are you watching the game? Uh, where are you watching the game on Saturday? I'm going to be watching it in solitude at my house. <laughs> um, 
you know, I, I've been one of those. I, you know, I, I went to the bar for years, and Drew can obviously attest to this, but I went to the bar for years and had to be that crazy fan inside of a bar, you know, screaming and whatnot. And Most there, oftentimes, you know, Brett, and I tell these guys, you were at the bar when they were 2-9, and 3-11. and 11. It didn't matter. He was at the bar on time with his TV ready to roll. Good for him. In week 17, man, they're, you know, they're 3-12. and 12. Um, <laughs> I, I watch every down, every snap, and – I mean, that, this team has taken my heart, you know, uh, to, to levels it should not be um, <laughs> just in terms of trying to trying to follow the team and the frustration and, you know, the last second losses. And, you know, especially if you're a fan of a team that that really hasn't had much success, um, th- this team has really challenged me over the last 20 years. So what I'm going through right now is very uncharted <laughs> territory. And it is I'm on a complete high Saturday to not come soon enough. So that's why I was asking, you're going to be in solitude. I wouldn't want to be around anyone ever. These guys are going to make me watch the Green Bay playoff games with them. And I might be a little anxious to say the least. But if you're like me, you have a, a certain attire that you're going to wear. Is there a certain jersey, a certain pair of socks that you're going to put on for this Saturday game, a lucky pair of something? Love the question. I, I do. I have the same sweatshirt that I've been wearing the last three years. <laughs> so actually, this will be the third year since the Sean McDermott era. But um, I've actually taken all of the Terrell Owens jerseys, Marshawn Lynch, Stevie Johnson, oh and they're God. in the back of my closet. I'll never see them again. <laughs> I'm just so sick of buying the jerseys. So I went straight sweatshirt where it just says Bills. I keep it easy. And it's something that I'm very proud to wear. So, yeah, I like the it. same sweatshirt every week. I like it. All right, let's start breaking down this game a little bit because it's a very interesting matchup. Both of these teams, both 10-6, and six, both similar in their own ways. And I will say there's some matchups here that are going to decide this game, so I want to break those down first. Your boy John Brown, great free agent signing. I didn't like it, but it has worked out because, as you said, Allen can't hit the broadside of a barn when he's throwing deep, but John Brown's so fast he finds a way to run under it. They have a great connection. Do you think John Brown's going to be a terror for this Houston back-end defense? I do, and I, I think, you know, not necessarily just John Brown. I think their passing attack is going to find some space against this Houston defense that's really struggled, um, you know, especially over the last 10 weeks. I think I saw something where they, you know, were ranked 30th against the pass over the last 10 weeks. And, you know, don't don't totally scrutinize me if I'm, if I'm off on that. Well, uh, no, for the season, they're 26 DVOA against the pass, Houston is. So they're not good. Yeah, yeah so they're not good. And I think John Brown has a – has a great matchup in this game. Him and Josh Allen have a fantastic connection. And I think John Brown doesn't really get the credit for being a number one receiver. But if you look at the numbers over this season in comparison to the rest of the league, I think through week 14, he was leading the AFC in receiving. And, and so there's a lot of different aspects to his game, which he wasn't able to really showcase. Uh, prior to coming to the Bills, which has never been the case with the Buffalo Bills team where they come and actually have success. Um, but I think Cole Beasley has taken a lot off a lot off that as well. And, and I talked about the middle passing game, but I think John Brown is a huge key to this game, especially when it comes to moving the ball. Now on the other side, you have DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best in the league at wide receiver, but you got a hell of a cornerback yourself that's probably going to cover him the whole entire game. Will Fuller not looking to suit up, so it's really shut down DeAndre, shut down the passing offense. Are you worried about Hopkins uh, giving you a little bit of hell? I always worry about DeAndre Hopkins. I, I still think he's the best receiver in the game today. I really do. I, you know, He's the only guy last year that I think had six or seven plus receptions against Tredavious White. Um, but when you look at this year, the Bills haven't allowed a touchdown passing. They had one touchdown allowed against them 
um, that I believe was more than 17 yards, and it was Jaden Hurst with the Ravens, who, who was a busted coverage for 65 yards. And Tredavious White hasn't allowed a touchdown all year, Woo. which is just incredible Woo. when it comes to, um, yeah, being a defensive back. And, you know, there's all this Gilmore talk, and the guy's an absolutely unbelievable corner. But if you look at him, you know, side by side, uh, Tredavious White is right there, if not better. And uh, I think, you know, there was some bull- bulletin board material from uh, – from Hopkins, he posted a photo on his Instagram or his Twitter with like his mood, and it was a touchdown against Tredavious White last year. I think Tredavious White took the high road. He's not saying much. I think he's going to absolutely put himself on the on the on the stamp map and say I am the best corner in football, and I think he limits Hopkins. Now, if you're like me, also we all have our favorites on our own teams. I'll be sitting there on my couch calling my players by their first name. Good tackle, Blake. Yeah. Shit like that. Come on, Aaron. Come on. <laughs> I do it all the time. Do you? Uh, you're going to be watching there. You. You all also might think you're a better coach than the people who are on the field, and you'll say, oh, "Get the course. get the ball to so and so." What's the one guy you see breaking this matchup in the Bills' favor? Whether it's defense, offense, special teams. What's the one guy that we should put an eye on? Micah Hyde. The uh, safety for the Buffalo don't Bills. even. My former safety. Fuck I off. Know. And you know what? what? What happened to him in Green Bay? What? Like, the guy is an absolute stud. He's a stud. And they just let him walk. And I, I was very curious. And, and I'd love to hear your side of the Green Bay. You know, what, what happened there? Well, it was, it was Dom Capers running the defense and Micah Hyde. They tried to put both at safety where he's not apt to play. He's much more of an in-the-box type guy. And then they tried to fit him at slot corner, which, again, the way they ran the defense in Green Bay is not the same as Buffalo. He's much more right. of an attack mindset in Buffalo, and it, it suits his skills big time. I was sad to see yep. him go. I'm sure you love having him. But you think he has a big he, impact in this one? I think he has a huge impact, and, and this is the reason why. You know, and I'll say this, and like you said, Will Fuller is kind of projecting not to play. That you know, I read some reports today that says that you know he's not trending in the right direction. But I think Houston kind of lives and dies by the by the you know the big ball, yep. the long ball. Yep. I think the Bills are going to give Deshaun Watson a ton of pressure, get him off his spot, and I think they're going to force him into making some of those long throws into double coverage. I saw it a lot last year with that Houston game. And I just think that's what Micah Hyde was brought in to do. He takes away that backside of the field, and I think he has a chance to come away with one or two interceptions in this game. I think he's the game changer and the player of the game. He's wonderful. It's going to be a big matchup, but let's get down to the actual predictions here. The three of us are going to give our bets, but first I want to hear anything from you. If you have a, an inkling to the line, not sure if you're a gambler yourself, but anything, any piece of information that we can use to make our bets and make you money on this show. Do you have anything you're looking at? I love that. And I think, uh, you know, Houston being the three-point favorite, I guess, you know, really looking at that matchup saying, okay, if the game was in Buffalo, they'd probably be a three-point favorite, right? Yeah, I, correct. I would imagine. Correct. Um, looking at this game, I think, you know, J.J. Watt comes back, Big. right? That's, that's always, all right, let's get the crowd hyped. How healthy he is, we don't know. I think the Bills will absolutely take away anything down the field for Houston. And that's really their game. They're not going to rush it real well. I don't think, you know, Hyde or um, who's the other guy they have? Uh, uh, Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson. I don't think he, they're going to have a ton of room to run against them either. I think the Bills are going to take away a lot of the backside, um, you know, the deep passing attack. I think it's going to be a really low-scoring game, so that's more of the uh, kind of over-under. Um, but I would say I, I really, and it's not to be a biased fan, I just <laughs> think that the Bills are going to find a lot of success in this matchup just because of the way these two teams match up with the Bills 
playing a much weaker defense yeah. and obviously yeah. Houston playing a much more stout defense. Yeah. And, and I think that this just matches, matches up really well with them. The bills played over the last four weeks, played some of the top defenses in the league and found some success, but not a ton. I think they really get it roaring here. And I, I just think it's a great matchup for Buffalo. It makes sense. It makes sense to me. As I said at the beginning of the show, the three hosts here, we're going to be giving a, a bet for each game. And by the end of it, we'll have 11 bets out there. Whoever has the most bets right wins the playoffs and hopefully dethrones Dangles as the king of the coast. But my first bet is what you just said. I don't like Buffalo. I haven't liked them all year, but they have lost me money. They've been better than I thought. The only problem is with this line, I don't think Houston's that strong. I really don't know who's going to win this game, but I do know, like you said, it's going to be a defensive struggle. So my bet, my first bet in this playoff matchup is the under 44 in the Houston-Buffalo game. That's where I'm staking my claim. Drew, let's go to you, and let's end with the King Dangles. Yeah, so um, this isn't me being a, a bias towards my buddy uh, Borak. I, for years, I teased him because he thought the Bills were like a player away when they were like, five and eleven. Uh, you know, if uh, we had the ball bounce, we'd be. They were horrible. I I've been on the Bills all year, as you know, Tony. I took their win total over before the season started. Um, I really like this team, and like what Borak was talking about with Josh Allen, man. The two the two most impressive plays for me uh, this year with him have been the the QB sneaks, where he just literally rips through defensive lines and just wills himself for first down um and I'm actually surprised we haven't talked we haven't touched base on the coaching uh, advantage that the Bills have here with mm. McDermott versus Billy O'Brien um O'Brien has proven nothing in the yeah. playoffs with numerous chances I like Buffalo to win on Saturday I really do wow. um give me the two and a half points at even money that's uh, I like him on the money line but I'll take him at plus two and a half uh give me the Bills baby no one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills <laughs> so I have the under Drew took Buffalo plus two and a half dangles the final bet of this first game oh Tony I'm with you uh, on the under and Borog I think you guys both uh you Borog summed up my analysis of this game exactly I think you've got you know on one side you've got the very good Buffalo Bills defense and a potentially very good Houston Texans offense on the other side you have a uh, you know a let's say stagnant kind of Bills offense. At least they have been terrible, the last few terrible. weeks. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say terrible against a, a Houston Texans defense that, that that can be beaten. I think the Bills defense, what with the tools they have, is better than the Texans offense is right now. Um, I think if you shut down DeAndre Hopkins, they're going to play a lot of double high safety coverage um, so that they can have options to either play over top or to come uh, bring the safeties down if they need to take DeAndre Hopkins middle away because they like to throw to him over the middle a lot. Um, so I'm going with the under. I do think this is going to be a low scoring game yep. as well and hey man look the bills are a team where dude i don't know if you saw portnoy's pizza review from the bills uh, uh tailgate where they were he ate a pizza that a guy cooked in a fucking file cabinet this team's I gonna was, win i was at that tailgate <laughs> that's amazing that's amazing i saw that i was like this is the Portnoy's, best yeah it was great it was awesome all right before we let you go and before we wrap up this game do you have any bold predictions for the future of these playoffs and uh anything you want to say before we head out I'll go with one prediction aside from the Bills game. I do follow the NFL pretty closely. I, you know, I've listened to your guys' podcast quite a bit. First of all, fantastic work. Thank it's you. awesome. You guys really know what the hell you're talking about. But at the same, and I don't like giving Drew a lot of credit, but he does know his shit when it comes to the <laughs> line. Um, but I, what I will say too, I, I think if I were to make a bold prediction, I don't even know if it's bold. I think the New Orleans Saints are going to absolutely massacre. The, the Minnesota Vikings, mm. and I think they rolled to the Super Bowl. Okay, mm -hmm. so that's that's seven and a half, Borak. So you sprinkle a little, you, you you lay the points with the Saints this weekend at mm. seven and a half. percent. I like it. I like Did it. Did you watch that game Minnesota last week? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They yeah. Are well, atrocious. well, me and Dangles watched it together. I, I I I'm assuming you're talking about the Monday night game, Week 16, yes. correct? Yes. 
Yeah. 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 That, that was uh, that was quite an egg they laid. But um, hey, buddy, Wait, hold I, on. Sorry, who'd they play that game? The Green, Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers. Oh, yeah. so they, they, they were also Tony. they were also without they were also without their top running back. You, you, That's right. You were trying not to wake up mom at home. <laughs> um, but hey, man, from a from a tortured Lions fan uh, to a to a tortured Bills fan to uh, uh, until this year, just want to say I'm generally happy for the Bills, their fans, you specifically. You deserve uh, to have some fun Saturday. This isn't a flash in the pan. I think I think this team's here to stay, and uh, it's got to be it's got to be a fun that. ride, man. So uh, soak it in it and, and best of luck, bro. One day, Drew, hey, you'll man. get there. One day, Drew, you oh, will yeah, get yeah, there. Yeah, but maybe. that's it for the. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's either. uh, that's it for the early game. Thank you again for calling in. Now we're gonna move on to Dangles is Patriots playing Ooh, Wild Card baby. Weekend. That's coming up next. Uh. Coasters. All right, we are back. Coming off the Buffalo Houston game, there's another AFC game that is happening Saturday evening. Dangles is gonna break it down oh. for us on who's playing because it's his team Gillette Stadium baby what's happening on Saturday night man one Patriot place in Foxborough Massachusetts is the site for this one it is the student against the master the Padawan faces the Jedi it is the Tennessee Titans led by head coach and former Patriots linebacker Mike Vrabel against your New England Patriots (laughs) six times six times six times (laughs) Super Bowl champions this is going to be a fun one i'm very excited for it um it's it's going to be a it's going to be a smash mouth yep. right down to the end football game i truly believe uh at, at gillette stadium as i mentioned uh could be chilly could be chilly uh we're looking at a five point spread in favor of the new england patriots and the total is 44 and a half for this one dangles coming off a week 17 loss to the miami dolphins they always Boy, get they you at least sloppy. once a year and now they're the three seed they've never made the super Bowl as a wild uh, as a division winner I should say without getting the bye week it's a very interesting situation but one of these things will uh will break dangles New England Patriots have never made the Super Bowl being a three seed or lower but also every time Bill Belichick has faced Andy Reid in the regular season he has also made the Super Bowl one of those will fall apart this year but this game's interesting there's no AFC team right now hotter than the Tennessee Titans sure Baltimore hasn't lost since uh September but <laughs> Tennessee is a hot team right now coming into Gillette Mike Vrabel knows the way the sausage is made over there. Mm-hmm. I want to start with you, Dangles, on your uh, nervous sca- uh, scale, 1 to 10. How nervous are you? I would say I'm about at a – I would say a 5 for this one, an wow. even, a nice even 5. I'm nervous for sure yeah. uh, because this identityless offense is going to be an issue if they yeah. don't figure something out. But, uh, you know, uh, it's hard to bet against the Patriots in the playoffs. They're excellent in January. They're a co- usually a completely different football team. Uh, when they've struggled down the stretch in seasons past, they've been able to get it together. Uh, for me, this game comes down to whether or not the Patriots can establish the run and take some of the pressure off of Tom. Yep. I mean, look, they're gonna, they, they have a decent pass rush. They're not going to eat the offensive lineup. And our offensive line, by the way, has just been devoured by Killed. injuries this year. Uh, you combine that with the loss of James Devlin, who's obviously a huge in the blocking game they had to convert one of our linebackers yep. Landon Roberts to a fullback yep. so it's just out of necessity um so those are a lot of things that could contribute to why the running game hasn't gotten off the ground this year but bottom line they haven't been able to establish the run at any point which is unlike what they did last year and what led to their success yep. was their their excellent uh pound the ball on the ground game that opened things up for Brady um he can make the plays when the passing game's open for him it's he's shown in the past it doesn't matter who his receivers are he maybe has the worst receiving core of any playoff team that I can remember it's 
it's this tough. year. Um, and that's, again, you know, between Antonio Brown falling apart and Josh Gordon, you know, getting bounced out of the league, you got troubles at that position, too. Um, and, and then on the, the defensive side of the ball, you got Logan Ryan and Kevin Byard, who are two of the best players at their position in, in, in football. Wesley Woodyard's an excellent linebacker. They got Jarrell Casey rushing. There's a lot of guys at every different level of Adore this defense. supposed to come back, too. Dory Jackson, obviously, is another piece of that secondary. Um, look, it's going to be a tough one. I think experience wins out. Of course, I'm going to pick my Patriots to win this game. Um, I, I, I have to have have to have that confidence in them. Um, but for me, it comes down to to that run game. I think their defense is obviously you know is going to be as good as it has been. Stephon See, Gilmore is going to be Stephon Gilmore is going to be on AJ Brown. But that's the and thing. And I think that's what you take Stephon away. Stephon Gilmore was on Devontae Parker yeah. last week, and Devontae Parker ate his lunch. We haven't seen that from Stephon Gilmore all year. I've talked well, about Stephon being the defensive player of the year, and you can't say they they. I think he will to, be. You can't say they tried to overlook these Miami Dolphins. They played this as a playoff game, and Stephon Gilmore dropped the ball in that team. A.J. Brown has been very, very good since Tannehill took the helm. Awesome. I'm interested well, in that and matchup, I, and it's not a gimme to Stephon anymore. No, it's not. I agree. Um, and A.J. Brown is no easy guy to cover. He's, he's an, huge. He's a big body. He's, he's fast. Good, he's going to, you know, but I Real do good. not believe that he has quite the mastery of the route tree yet that's going to allow him to get the the tactical advantage on a savvy lockdown corner like Stephon Gilmore. I just think the Tennessee Titans, yes, you mentioned they are the, they are the one of the hottest offenses in football and they have been and you're right. I think eventually that that's got to come to an end. That's got to stop. That's not going to sustain itself. Derrick Henry's excellent in short yardage situations, but this isn't a guy who's going to be breaking 27-yard runs off on you all the time around the outside. Are you joking? If he led against, the league in no, rushing. No, I know that. I'm saying I said on the outside. I said He's good in short yardage situations. He's good between the tackles. He's not going to break a corner on you. And I think if they can get some of their bigger guys, if they can get Larry Guy, if they can get Malcolm Butler up in there. Um, do you um, know Do you know Derrick Henry's low in rushing the last four games, his lowest output in it rushing was, the last four I'm sure it was over games. 100 yards. 149. Yeah. No, I know. Low. Look, I Averaging know he's, been, I know he's been studly. I know he's been studly. But, you know, Belichick, as, as we all know, is a master of taking away your best weapons. And I think he's going to do that. We've done this before, and I just thought of it. Uh, if Derrick Henry is running on an open field, and all three of us are out there, do we actually get him down? Absolutely how, not. How much? How much money? There is, is no. <laughs> there is no universe. No, no. Listen. No, 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 no. no, no that's no, not no. true. Three of us between the hashes. <laughs> We have a million dollars for each of us. <laughs> Here's the thing. I go Dangles. Dangles is the front line guy. He just got to go for I his ankles. I got a surgically repaired shoulder. Yeah. Are you nuts? No, you're the front guy. Tony, you go for his head. I go for his midsection. We Here's can do it. Here's the thing. Not only is he six foot five, two 240-plus pounds, he's he runs fast. a 4 five yeah. forty. Have you, seen the, have you seen the Geico commercial with Jerome Bettis where he's yeah. just dragging yeah, the flag? Us. That would be us. We're the guy who's just, I got your flag, yeah. man. I got Absolutely. your flag. Yeah. I know Drew. that guy, by the way. Nice guy. Drew, I want to uh, go to you uh, yeah. real, real quick. I want I know you want to talk about this game but i do want to start pinpointing a key matchup in this game if you have any in your mind to me it's it's it's, it's pretty simple if you were an alien and you came to this earth in 2019 didn't know what football was and yeah. you looked at the patriots and you looked at the titans especially how they played the last 10 games like yeah how are you going to tell me the patriots are a better team now i know i should know of anyone their their postseason accolades you know yep. they are the goat yeah they are Bel belichick and brady are the goat and last year, when the Chargers ran over Baltimore, they were a hot bet. Vegas Dave, whale play. That was a joke. Anyone who was smart knew. I'd look over the sideline and see Anthony Lynn over that, yeah. over on that sideline and say, that was a terrible, terrible play. Anyone took the Chargers. Uh, going to my matchup, Tony, I, I just are the Patriots going to score enough points to win this game? I mean, I, I was dumbfounded. Biggest upset in NFL history 
I think in like 60 years, they closed at 17-point favorite. Yeah. They had everything to line. play for, especially at their age, to get a bye. I was shocked yeah. that they lost that game. And even I was shocked at the first half. I wasn't even shocked that it was a close game. I was more shocked when the defense, they're hanging their hat on the wall, their yep. best defense, gave up a touchdown to Fitzmagic to lose that bye. Now, listen, I know that it's Brady and it's Belichick, but at some point, at some point, regardless of – all the Patriots fans want to hear this has to come to an end. I've said that for years yeah, on this podcast. And, 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 and exactly, you have. And uh, I think if it comes to an end this year, I think that ground zero will be that Week 17 loss to Miami. That was that was unbelievable to me. So I think it's going to be an inspir- inspiring loss for them. I think it's, we'll that's see. going to be very much the reality check. They lost to one of the worst just on paper teams in football going into the last uh, but, go, bro, going into the last week of the they season. They don't have the personnel, man. Like they have a linebacker catching touchdowns. I know that's creative and like Belichick's genius. You're right. H- it's about how, that. How lock, do they man. like? Well, how do they have any bodies to? It's win about this that game? locker room. It's about the experience that the guys on that roster have through and through. The, the number of playoffs games that they have all played together yeah they're missing weapons I absolutely 100% agree um, but the Titans pass rush is not that good Brady's going to be standing up all day if they can run the ball they can win this game I think I think Dangles is right on that regard but I mean you were right there Drew this offense all season and it's been a telltale sign of how bad it is McDaniels the offensive coordinator has to had to resort to trick plays to get a lot of scoring going in almost every game that's not the usual thing. They usually reserve those trick plays for when they're in trouble, yeah. and they've been in and trouble And they got them out against year. Buffalo in Week 16 to win that game. They pull out all the stops that's in that game. That's the thing. That's the thing. So you, that, that's not the normal Patriot lore. I will say the matchup here is who wins when Tennessee has the ball. Because Tennessee right now, DVOA, this is with yeah. the Marcus Mariota games, and he was terrible. Yeah. He was terrible. With the Marcus Mariota games included, their sixth passing DVOA and fifth rushing DVOA. That's awesome. Yeah. So if you just play Ryan Tannehill, you're top three. You're in the Baltimore conversation offensively. That's how good this team has been playing as of late. Dangles' side, New England's side, the defense, number one against the pass DVOA and number six against the run DVOA. That's the matchup. Derrick Henry against those linebackers, and it is. It is A.J. Brown against Stephon Gilmore. If Stephon Gilmore shuts out A.J. Brown, the rest of the wide receivers are not as good. They're big, they're targets, and Tannehill's good, but they're not as good as A.J. Brown. He is the game changer in this. And Dangles, how many times have you beaten Ryan Tannehill? Innumerable. Uh, enough. Enough. Innumerable yes. amount of times. <laughs> enough. He's the, got he, some wins against He's the got Dolphins. ghosts in that Gillette Stadium locker room. I know that. I know Ryan sure. Tannehill does not want to play there. He's playing with house money at this point. He's yeah, oh, for sure. Money. For sure. Absolutely. I don't think he's going to be he's afraid. I don't think he's going to be afraid to throw a Stephen Gilmore. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I just don't. That's I don't, he I, should I don't be. He should be afraid to throw a Stephen Gilmore. Not after you watch Devontae it's Parker's tape last week. Ruined him. Ruined him. Uh, no, uh, no. Tennessee, however. The only however, 100-yard game he's given up all year. Tennessee, however, 21st DVOA against the pass without Malcolm Butler. It's going to be interesting to see if Brady can get something going. I do agree Dangles has to get the rush going, but we've talked enough about this game. Let's start to break it down. I want to get a bet from each of you guys on what's going to happen in this game, the one bet you're going to make. I'll go first. Listen, Drew, you just said at some point the, the car will come crashing down on this hill New England will fall. I know that. I know it's going to happen at some point, but I've said it on the podcast in years past. I have made enough money on the Patriots in my lifetime. I have made enough money on Tom Brady that I will always go down with the ship. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter that Tannehill's leading the the league in QBR rating. It is Ryan Tannehill against Tom, MF, and Brady. And Bill, MF, and Belichick, and the New England Patriots at MF and Gillette Stadium. I am taking New England minus five. No second thoughts about it. 
Drew, your bet. Yeah, I mean, we're just completely polar opposite. I totally respect your reasoning there and, and, and don't disagree with anything you said, Tony, or Dangles about, you know, the pedigree. But I'm just telling you guys, how, you can't lose week 17 on a, yeah. with a bye. You just can't do no. it. And that, to me, makes this bet very simple. Of course, I'm taking the Titans plus the five. I can't believe the line is where it is. And I actually like that all the sharp money is coming in on New England because I think the sharps are betting on history. They're betting yeah. on pedigree. They're betting on a jersey. I just don't – if you just – I'm telling you, if you break down the, the personnel on this, this Patriots team, would it surprise me that they would pull out a win on Saturday night? Absolutely not. Five points is way too many in what I consider basically a coin flip game. Uh-huh. I think you're getting two points of value. So, of course, I'll make my best bet, Titans plus five. Dangles? I'm with you, Drew. Uh, I will Again, I, I, do, I do believe that the Patriots ultimately win this game, yeah. but I think it's a field goal or less. Yeah. I think wow. It just I makes think sense. it's very, very close. Um, I like that. I like that plus five points. I think these wow. are two. These are two equal teams um, in in a lot of ways. But I do think the Patriots' experience and their pedi- playoff pedigree wins out, and just and just pure coaching. Brable's no slouch, but no, he's not. He learned his shit from someone, and well, he's playing against that guy and, today. And, and, and let's it, talk about that real quickly. So Brable crushed the Patriots last year with Mariota. That was at home. The, the Patriots lost to Bill O'Brien this year in Houston. Yep. Brian Flores yep. just beat him last week in a must win. Yep. I think, obviously, the ex-assistants have a slight edge, and that's where the coaching matchup last year with Anthony Lynn was such a mismatch. Yep. I think Vrabel, he said he's going to cut his dick off. He doesn't go to the Super Bowl. He's got a lot at stake. <laughs> the, the two, he does the, have a lot at stake. The <laughs> gamblers are leaning Tennessee <laughs> plus five. Tony stands on an island, takes New England minus five in a podcast with a New England fan. It's going to be an interesting game, a game I'm very much looking forward to. I think it's going to be the game of the week, but let's move on to Sunday and the NFC slate coming up next. Left Coasters. And now we are back on to Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. They put both the NFC games on Sunday. A very interesting slate. Oh, I'm so happy Green Bay's not playing this week. It makes me so bright. All right, what do we got first, Dangle? Sunday afternoon. All right, first up, it's an opportunity for the New Orleans Saints to get revenge for the Minnesota miracle uh, from a couple of years ago. We begin the day in New Orleans at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. The Minnesota Vikings come to town to take on Sean Payton, Drew Brees, and the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are eight-and-a-half-point home favorites. That is a big Big margin, yeah. considering that the Vikings are not that bad of a football team. They will. Uh, we don't know the status of their run game. Um, yeah, eight and a half point spread, and the total is fifty for the over under. So Big expecting total a high scoring game here. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why you you can't. New Orleans offense has just lit up the world the past few weeks, They're just scoring points after points after points, and their defense has shut down inferior teams, but shut down teams as well. It's going to be interesting to see how this matchup works out. As you said, Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison is back up. Not sure if they're playing, but they are practicing. Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs all dealing with nagging injuries. going to be interesting to see what Minnesota brings to the table. But, Drew, you've said this point on the podcast, yeah. we're in the Kirk Cousins time slot. He is, a, he is a man of, of tendencies. He likes to keep his schedule, and this is a regular Sunday 1 a.m. time slot. Yes, it is, and he's playing inside. Yeah, I, I like that part for Kirk. And he's had a – I mean, as much as I think Kirk's a joke, he's a had good a good year. year. Yeah, yes. He's had a good year. It's going to be interesting. And Thielen's not close to 100%. It's very no. evident watching him. He's like – he's that shell of himself. Exactly. Um, Cook hasn't played the last two weeks. I think he's going to be close to 100% on Sunday. Um, at least give it a go. So – um, yeah, I think uh, I think the game will be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see yeah. what run game shows up because yeah. last week they played the Bears and uh, Boone of all teams. But uh, you you, you yeah. give me a face, but Boone of all players ran for over he, 100 he, yards. Chicago <laughs> wanted to win that game. 
Chicago wanted to win that game and ended up winning that game. They were playing their sure. full team. Uh, Minnesota had a lot of backups and still rushed for so many yards, yet against Green Bay in a back-against-the-wall game, Green Bay shut that Boone offense down. And you thought it was because of Boone, but the kid can play a little bit. It's going to be interesting to see what run game shows up against this really good New Orleans defense. You might not think that New Orleans, it's new all offense with Drew Brees, but New Orleans is a fifth DVOA against the run, 13th against the pass. This is a fully-fledged New Orleans team has been my pick since the beginning that they were going to be the best team in the league. Yeah. Didn't pan out that way, but they're very fucking good. Oh, I mean, their record doesn't say they're the best team in the league, but I don't think you're going to hear any educated football fan shake your finger at you when you say the Saints are the best team in the league. They're I mean, good. like we'll get to Super Bowl props later, but um, yeah, they're <laughs> they, they, they and not only that, I think they're hungry. Obviously, Dangles yeah. hit on the Minnesota miracle. Let's not forget about last year. Yeah, the or the 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 call that sh the call that changed. PI reviews the NFL. We saw how well that went yeah. this year. But still, uh, I think they know, like the Patriots, Breeze isn't going to play forever. Uh, their time to win is now. They have the best receiver in the game. Yeah. Um, I think they're hungry and motivated. It's now or never. Dangles, what are your thoughts on this game before we break down key matchups? This Minnesota defense isn't as good as we've seen in past years. Um, I saw You're an correct. interesting stat today. They led the league in third down defense um, on uh, in 2017 and 2018. And they're at uh, 19th in the NFL on this year. So teams are scoring. Our teams are able to move the ball in them move on those important chains. downs. Um, I'm, I, I picked the Saints to win this game. I think this is their game to lose. Vegas is picking the Saints too with a spread. They've overcome high. everything this year. They've proven. I just talked about injuries. They've proven that injuries are not are not a, a hurdle for them. Yeah. They've um, also proven the value of a good backup quarterback. Have they not? Oh, for sure. Teddy Bridgewater. They're in the position they are today because of Teddy Bridgewater. Because of Teddy Bridgewater. Absolutely. They should be a bye week team. I think they're better than Green Bay but it's going to be interesting. My key matchup for this game is – I don't even think the Michael Thomas versus Xavier Rhodes is a matchup. I think Michael yeah, Thomas destroys oh, Xavier him his, Rhodes. Give him his. But it, it, it comes down to Minnesota's offensive line versus New Orleans' defensive line. As I said, New Orleans, fifth against the rush, DVOA. Minnesota, you're going to show up like you did against Green Bay. You're going to show up like you did against Chicago. Kirk Cousins needs the rushing offense to make that offense work. I want to see what Minnesota's offensive line does in this game. If they give Kirk time, Minnesota has a chance. Drew, key matchup. Uh, how about the resurgence at the end of the year for Alvin Kamara? He just looked like a different player last couple weeks, um, kind of a forgotten guy this year, put up numbers. I think the key matchup here is if, if they get – if you know, I'm assuming Michael Thomas is that stature right now. We just got to yeah. assume he's going to get his, right? Yep. You're not going to stop that dude. So if Kamara can get going with, you know, short passes out of the backfield or start running the ball between the tackles, and it's going to be just a long day for Minnesota. So my key matchup is Minnesota limiting specifically Alvin Kamara. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, let's start with our bets for this game, making you money. We're making one bet a game and a teaser at the end. I'll go first. I don't really like the spread in this game. I think New Orleans wins. Eight and a half is a big number. I think Minnesota shows up. What I do like is the offense in this game. As we said, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara. But I also think Kirk Cousins, Sunday, 1, a. 1 p.m., he's going to make his plays. Dalvin Cook is a player, is a game-breaker yeah. in this game. I'm taking the over 50. I know it's a big number, but I'm taking the over 50 on the fast track in the Superdome. Drew. Uh, we're gonna we crossfired uh, earlier. We're gonna be on the same here, buddy. Um, I'm also taking the over. I like the I like the number here. I can easily see it being a 35-21 game. Yeah. I, I actually could even see the the Saints maybe dropping 40. I am I am worried about the potential backdoor. Yeah. Um, that's why I don't like the number, but I will be with you on the over 50. 
Dangles. Uh, I'm there too. That's there also my. Oh, watch out! Also my bad. Don't. Oh my God! Now we now now we're gonna oh lose. God. Now it's not gonna hit. No, no, that's it's also, absolutely that's gonna hit, baby. It's the playoffs. It's a new year. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. We hit our bets in twenty twenty. All right. And by the way, real quick, what what must Tim Tebow think about when he watches Taysom Hill? Does, I know, right? What, what does he think about? God, does he I, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Useful. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Insane. Tim Tebow, if he came out of the draft today, he'd be first pick. He'd be first pick overall, and he'd be a player in this league. I understand he can't. He wasn't accurate, but neither is Josh Allen. All right? Tim Tebow in today's offense. I'm t- I'm not lying to you. Tim Tebow in today's with offense the right would be first pick. He'd be picked over Joe Burrow? Uh, you know, uh, he'd be in the conversation. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you. Tim that's, Tebow, a bad, that's a bad take. With today's right Tim coach, Tebow would you know, be a, a Do you think Joe Burrow's already looking for houses in Cincinnati? Oh, yeah, he should be. He's awesome. All right, let's move on to the night game, a very, very fun game that's coming up next. Left Coasters. All right, guys, last game of the week. We'll be giving our pick. We'll be giving our teaser, and then we're playing the fantasy playoff challenge after this. But there's one more game to be had, and it's a very, very interesting game, a game uh, I'm still unsure of where I'm going to go in this game. When I give you my bet, I'm going to decide it right now. Dangles, what do we got? All right, last game of the weekend. The Seattle Seahawks fly cross-country to the link. Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania to take on the wild card. I'm sorry, the NFC East champion. Yeah. The NFC East champion yeah. at 9-7, and seven, Philadelphia Eagles. The spread here, gentlemen, is 2.5 points in favor of the Seahawks. So the Eagles are home dogs. The total, 45 and a half. For this game. Hey. Now, if I'm Seattle, I'm kicking myself right now oh, yeah. that I didn't win last week because I, and I was having this conversation with uh, Brian the Ballerina Balzarini and our friend Alex uh, Cheese uh this past week. I'd much rather play at home in front of the 12s with that crowd behind me oh, against Minnesota, course. who's a better team, than fly cross country and of have course. to deal with the Eagles uh, in the cold. Much, much prefer that. Of course. And I, I'm, I'm a Carson Wentz stan. I think he's a great quarterback. And what he's done this year is almost better than his MVP year. His team stinks. The players Boy, around him they. stink. Can we, can we his talk about Doug Peterson, too? Stinks. Doug Peterson also, fantastic head coach. Carson Wentz, you cannot count him out at any point. doesn't matter who he's throwing to. Very interesting matchup. Seattle limping into this postseason. They're losing people left and right. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Marshawn Lynch, uh, 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 great character. He is not going to win a playoff no. game. He is not, uh, he, the, Seattle might win, but he will not win you this playoff game. Travis Homer, the third-string running back, had a better day than Marshawn Lynch did. It might be a little bit of rust. He might get a little things going, but it's just two yards and a cloud of dust with Marshawn Lynch. They need the run to succeed, Seattle does, and I don't know if they get that in this game. Yeah, no, I agree. This is the, the the problem is going to be that I, I worry that this all falls to Russ, and it, oh, yeah. it, which it, you know, look, if there's a guy who I want it all to fall to, there are a few in the league. You know, uh, Russ is one of them. Like he's yeah. a guy who can make it happen. But I just don't think Ty Lockett and DK Metcalf and Jerron Brown are are you know good enough to to sustain See, a victory without a solid run game. But that's the thing. Philly's cornerbacks are one of the worst in they the are league, terrible. and they're and they're just ravished with injuries, and they're tiny. DK yeah, Metcalf, I like I, I've been wrong on him. I thought he was going to be a bust. He has played yeah. very, very well. Great rookie season, and he has the body type to destroy this Philly. Uh, you know who backfield. he was college teammates with? AJ Brown. Oh, that team sucked, by the way. Makes Ooh. no sense. At Old Miss, yeah. No, yeah, at Old Miss, exactly. Um, well, you said Tony, like you know, they are the Seahawks are probably the most uh, bullheaded in their ways of they they're going to establish a run at all cost. Yeah, I'm with you. From what, besides Marshawn, he had a nice leap there for a touchdown, got the crowd all jacked up, the skills came out. There's nothing that I saw that suggested he was anywhere near even like being a, a 
an average running back. He's been out of football for a year. You know what I mean? I can't imagine the uh, playbook has changed a ton since he left. And why would it for him? Because you're really only running like power with him. Right. But but my point is, I think I think they are going to literally rely on him and this Homer character to try to establish run. And I don't think they're going to be successful. So as you said, let's just go into key matchups. It's Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf and Lockett against that secondary. The secondary That's stinks. It. That's the it. secondary does stink. And I, I'm with you on them not being able to run the ball. Seattle, Philly, with all their injuries, fourth DVOA against the rush. It's going to be tough to see what Seattle does. But Seattle, great passing offense all year. Doesn't matter. Russell makes plays. Dangles, you got a key matchup you want to key in on before we make a pick? I would say uh, if I'm going to look at anything, I think it's uh, – well, I'll highlight something different just for the sake of it. Yeah. Let's let's talk about Jadavian Clowney against the 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 outside tackles of the uh, Eagles, who are no slouch. I forget the second guy's name, but one of them is named Lane Johnson. Who and might he's not a play. Fucking, who's he's battling injuries. injuries. He, that's like they're true. all he battling, battling injuries. injuries. But if he's, if he's around, I, th- I still think if they can get pre- – the point is if they can get pressure on Carson Wentz, there are not enough tools in that offense yeah. right now for him to – succeed so if Jadavian Clowney can get back there and make his life hell I think it's going to be hard pressed for them to produce on offense Carson might not have Zach Ertz either they're dealing with a lot of injuries in Philly but again they persevere they've done it all year Carson Wentz we've probably heard this stat first quarterback they have 4,000 passing yards and yet not have a wide receiver over 500 yards receiving that's crazy it's impressive that's crazy impressive uh, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens I don't think Seattle will be able to run the ball but Russell Wilson is legitimate magic back there he is magic he'd probably be the mvp if it wasn't for a man named flash jackson but let's get down to business i want to make a bet in this game i still don't know who's going to win but i'm going to go with the bet i walked in here with i'm ready for it drew i think you're going to like this okay this this stat comes from the ryan Rosillo podcast a podcast i love to listen to I love Rosillo. seattle with all of their wins seattle's still 12 and 4 yeah that's a hell of a season yeah seattle with all of their wins they have gone into halftime losing yep. over 11 times this season. Unbelievable. They have gone into halftime losing over 11 times this season and have come back to win all those games. That's why my bet is Philly first half. Love that bet. It's a pick em right now. Mm-hmm. I'm picking Philly to come out on fire, just win that first half, go into the halftime with a lead. That's my final bet of this uh, one bet a game. We'll get to the teasers after this. But, yeah, Philly first half, pick em. That's my bet. Drew. I love the bet. Uh, I have. I actually have that circle as well, Tony. Um, might sprinkle something on that. I'll say outright, I do like Philly in this game. Um, you know, the, the last two years, they've been proven with, with Big Dick Nick. I know it's Big Dick Nick and not, not Carson Wentz. Yeah. But they're just undervalued in the playoffs. Always. And they continuously win. Peterson's a great and, coach. And, and, and he is a great coach. And the Seahawks, on contrary, win close games. Now, yeah. I've been screaming, oh, they'll get lucky. But there's probably something to be said about a team that constantly wins close games. Yeah. And is one yard short. Not of, scared of the uh, moment. One yard short of a, you know, the the division. The bye week. One foot short, I should say. Yeah, the bye week. And in, in six inches. Anyway, no, they wouldn't have got a bye if they won that. In three oh, yeah, yeah. But saying that, um, it makes me really kind of toss a, 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 a flip a coin, I should say, about this side. Um, I'm gonna take the under here. Wow. Um, under 45. I think that both these teams kind of play at a slow pace. I do think the explosive plays will be limited on both sides. Yeah. And I just think it's going to be a smash mouth. We I, we already know the Seahawks are going to try to establish a run. Yep. I do think Philly takes the lead. Russ probably has to throw it to get it back. But um, I think Wentz does enough to control the clock with his limited personnel. And I think this game falls under 45. I can't take an under in Seattle anymore because Dangles and I went head-to-head to to end the King of the Coast battle. Week 17, Sunday night game. It was all about 
I had the under. He had the over. That game went into halftime 13 to nothing. Seattle was stagnant, and then there were points, 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 points. So I, I cannot take a total in a Seattle game anymore. Dangles, your final bet, Mr. King of the Coast. I'm going to take the Seahawks at 2.5 just to win this. I like them to win. I, just, I, think, I think they go in there. I think they smack the Eagles around. I think you can't game plan for Russell Wilson and the kind of chaos he creates in the backfield and the way he's able to improvise and create space uh, and outside the pocket and get his receivers open. Somehow I still find myself at least once a game going w- – at what point did he see that receiver open and yeah. then thread that needle there? I think that wins out, and his playoff experience wins out. Um, the Eagles just don't have enough on offense or defense right now between injuries and just talent. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be an interesting Of all the game. games this weekend, if you, I said I like the Eagles, but this is the by far the hardest game for me to handicap with the spread. I think this is— Well, it's two and a half, too. It, the number's it, good, it, like, it, you know. It, 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 but I'm saying, like, I, I, I can see the Seahawks win by a field goal. I can see the Eagles win by a field goal. Yeah. I think it comes down to it, and it's tough to bet against Russ in that situation. Yeah. So yeah. now let's go to our fifth bet that we're making. We're making a teaser every weekend, a teaser every weekend. You can either do a two-team six-and-a-half tease, or you can do a three-team ten-point tease. Those right. are the two options we have. I'll go first again. I think this is a gimme. I already said I think New England wins that game, so I'm going to tease them down to uh, plus one, New England plus one. And I think New Orleans beats Minnesota. I did not want to take the spread, but I'll take New Orleans uh, minus two. So that's New England plus one, New Orleans minus two. That is my teaser. Drew. Guys, I just introduced, after the Shape of the Sharp Gambling School, I just introduced my three-team 10-point teaser. I'm 2-0 and on those at the end of the regular season. Feeling really good about this one. Um, we disagree on the, the Patriots-Titans game, uh, Tony. Obviously, I feel very comfortable teasing that up to a full 15. Oh, yeah. Um, plus 15. I like the Saints, like you do, Tony, at plus 2.5. My last leg of this is going to be Philly at plus 11.5. I don't think the, the Seahawks get margin. I think I like the under anyway, so it makes sense to like Philly, plus 11.5, Saints, plus 2.5, and, and the Tennessee Titans, plus 15. That's a three-team 10-point teaser. Back up that break, Strong. I, I, really, I like that. I, li- <laughs> I like good. that one yeah, a lot. No, I do. Dangles, your turn. Three-team or two-team, my man? Uh, I've got a two-team, six-and-a-half-point uh, teaser here for my first. I didn't do any teasers this season, so this is my first. Here we go. Oh, wow. Well, if you wet. do how you do against the parlays, I'm sure it'll just get be great. Maybe, hold on, hold on. Maybe that's the key, Drew. Maybe me and you should take teasers away. You didn't take a teaser all year, and you oh won King God. of the Coast. Keep going, Dangles. I'm just saying I didn't take a single one. Okay, uh, so I like uh, New Orleans to win uh, that game. Uh, that spread is eight-and-a-half. That's a really big number. I'm going to tease that down to uh, minus two for the New Orleans Saints, uh, and then I'm going to Buffalo and Houston as well. Um, I think Buffalo is uh, probably not going to put up a lot of points in this game. I just don't see the offense clicking. I'm going to tease Buffalo, uh, who comes into this at two and a half, up to uh, nine points nice. on the six and a half point teaser. So that's uh, New Orleans teasing down to two uh, from eight and a half. Buffalo teasing up to nine from two and a half. Uh, I feel good about it. I like that, Dangles. I like that one. All right, just to recap all of the bets for Wild Card Weekend from your host at the Left Coast Gamblers before we get to the Playoff Fantasy Challenge in the Houston-Buffalo game. Dangles and I took the under 44. Drew has Buffalo plus 2.5. In the New England game, I took them at minus 5. The other two took Tennessee plus 5. We all took the over 50 in Minnesota, New Orleans. I have the Philly first half money line. It's pretty much a pick So Philly first half. Drew has the uh, Drew has the under forty five. Dangles has Seattle minus two and a half for the whole game. The teasers I have New England plus one and a half tied with New Orleans minus two. Dangles has New Orleans minus two with Buffalo plus nine. Drew three team teaser Tennessee plus fifteen. New Orleans plus two and a half. Philly plus eleven and a half again. We are the Left Coast Gamblers. You smell that? We are here to make you money. It smells like winners. So it's time. 
to back up the Brinks truck, baby. Back it up, baby. It's time to win some money. This is it. This is the beginning of the playoffs. Playoffs. Let's move on now to a very interesting part of the show. The Playoff Fantasy Challenge on the Left Coast Gamblers. I'm excited for this. Hey, this is Dangles from the Left Coast Gamblers. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We are available on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please leave us a review. Leave us five stars if you like what you hear. Five seconds of your time is five new listeners for us. You can also find us on Twitter, at Left Coasters Pod, and on Instagram and Facebook by searching The Left Coast Gamblers. And we hope you'll check out our pages each week for new contests, live tweeting and posting on NFL Sundays, behind-the-scenes content, Content and more ways to engage with the show and make you money. And as always, thank you for listening. Left Coasters. All right, Coasters out there, we're back with the Playoff Fantasy Challenge. An interesting game for us. We have not done any fantasy talk in the four years of this podcast other than tips and pointers. We're playing a full fantasy game right here because I've played this with the Left Coast hosts. I've played this with Drew. This is a game I create, and it's a very fun game to start at the beginning of the playoffs and see your way all the way through. We're putting a little bit of our own money on this winner-take-all type fashion. The way the game works. We are going to draft right now a traditional fantasy team. QB, two running backs, two wide receivers, tight end, flex, defense, kicker. You're going to keep that team for the remainder of the playoffs all the way through to the Super Bowl. We're going to draft it right now in the order that the King of the Coast ended. So Dangles goes first, then Drew, then myself, and then we'll snake it back till the whole, uh, whole team is drafted. You can take any player at any time. The key is you can only take one player from each team. One player from each team. So when Dangle starts off and takes Tom Brady as his quarterback, he can't have any other Patriots Rex for Burkhead. the rest of the Rex game. Rex Burkhead. Okay? The next rule is every game your player plays, he gets a multiplier. So this week, Houston's playing first. If you draft Deshaun Watson and he wins, next week Deshaun Watson is playing with a two-times multiplier. He gets to the conference championship a three-times multiplier. He gets to the Super Bowl. Deshaun Watson is playing four-times multiplier on his point total in that game. Wow. The Combo breaker. The winner of this fantasy challenge is the lump sum of points from now until the end of the Super Bowl. So even yes. if you're out of it wild card weekend, you can still make your points up when you get to the Super Bowl. Last year, Drew uh, played this, did not draft a Patriot nor a Ram, uh, ended his season. And I was leading. I was dominating the he whole was killing. time. We know what happened in this conference championship. He was killing it. You got to predict not only what players will do well, but you got to predict what teams will get you there because you want those multipliers at the end. The teams that are on the bye, Green Bay, all those teams, they do not get a multiplier in the first game. They get a multiplier in the conference championship and then the three times multiplier in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. It's time yeah. for the playoff fantasy challenge what we didn't do and we might do at the end of this if we have time we didn't do any of our playoff props and playoff futures we should get those out because we are still a gambling show but let's do the playoff fantasy challenge dangles you are on the clock yeah baby let's start it off this one oh so sorry scoring we're using traditional yahoo scoring ppr format just want to get that out there dangles i'm sorry all right this was an easy one my first picks lamar jackson playoff fantasy football playoff fantasy football yeah absolutely playoff fantasy football you can't wait you can't wait on a quarterback. You don't want to be stuck with somebody like, you know, Kirk Cousins or, or fucking Josh Allen. Give me Lamar Jackson. He's as good as a running back. You guys can be as happy as you want. Is it my I'm, turn yet? Is I'm it my happy turn yet? because I, I had this was a two-person draft for me. A two-person draft, and thankfully Daniels Lamar. I'm getting one of my guys. Yeah, well, I'm the, taking who does Drew take? Michael Thomas. Yeah, Michael he Thomas. He's definitely the consensus over number two pick, I would think. 
That's a All smart right. move. Drew takes Michael Thomas as his first wide receiver. That means, again, Drew cannot take any more Saints. I hope you guys are understanding the rules of this game. Yes. I am going with tight end George Kittle, the best wow, in the game. Okay. I think San Fran's a great team. I think San Fran at least makes the conference championship. George Kittle is a PPR monster in that offense. I'm taking George Kittle. I get to go twice. I'm going twice, as I said, and I am going with I love Michael Thomas. He was the second player in my draft, so I got to go with another wide receiver who is near and dear to my heart. My favorite Packer, Devontae Adams, is now on my team. My team right now is George Kittle and Devontae Adams. Back to Drew. Well, who would I like to pair Michael Thomas with in the figure of, I think, Mr. Patty Mahomes. Oh, wow. He would be nice. I'll wow. take Patrick Mahomes. Wow. So that means now, now, now if you understand, Dangles took a quarterback. Drew took a quarterback. I They can't take any other quarterback. So I'm going to sit on my yes. quarterback and yes. wait till the very and, end. And it's a piece of strategy that is so awesome about this game, Tony. Yeah. Like, you have all the quarterbacks available on the board. You don't have to take them till pick number nine. Uh, it's awesome. Yeah, oh, I love, I'm loving the way this shakes up so far. I'm happy with my guys. Dangles, your first pick was Lamar. You're going two in a row. All right, uh, then let's uh, come back around. Uh, I am going to take a flyer. I know I know, I shouldn't be saying this about this man, but I'm going to take a flyer on Alvin Kamara as my running back. Look, if we're playing PPR, he's going to be involved in the passing game somehow. He makes a lot of his money that way. Um, so, yeah, I like Alvin Kamara. And then I have two picks in a row. Um, One more I, pick. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I have two picks in a row. I have a second pick here, and I think that's got to go to Tyreek Hill. I think i got to take wow. Tyreek Hill as my first wide receiver. Uh, so, uh, so far, Lamar Jackson, Alvin Kamara, and Tyreek Hill. I like my odds. All right, Drew, now we're going to you. You have Patty Mahomes and Michael Thomas. Who are you adding to that squad? Derek Henry. Oh, Derek Henry coming off the board early. So that means Drew thinks that uh, Derrick Henry might play at least one more game than the one he's playing that's this correct. weekend. And Derrick Henry, I mean, led the league in rushing. I think that's a hell of a be- uh, hell of a pick, whether it's PPR or not, which means I am up next. And I'm going to take the first Patriot off the board. I think it's the only Patriot you can take in this game. I don't like I, – I like the defense, but I don't like the defense as a point-getting defense in this system. But, you know, it was a PPR monster, and someone has to step up in that passing offense. Julian Edelman is my second wide receiver because, again, you're basing this on multipliers. I'm hoping New England advances and Edelman keeps getting multipliers as we go along. My second pick, I don't have a running back yet. I think i got to take a running back. And I'm going to take a guy – yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take a guy that led me to fantasy dominance. I was right on him all year. I'm going to continue it. Mr. Mark Ingram is on my team as my RB1. Okay. I love nice. Mark Ingram so nice. much. Give me Marky Mark, and I'm going with that as my Raven. Drew, you're up next. Drew, so far you have Mahomes, Derrick Henry, and Michael Thomas. Uh, Delvin Cook. I think that's a great pick. I think that's a great pick. I tell you the truth, I'm an idiot for not taking him over Mark Ingram. That is a, That is my fault. My bad. Dangles, two in a row. Dangles, so far you have Lamar Jackson, Alvin Kamara, and Tyreek Hill. Got to build out this lineup. Mm, yeah. Can't take a Raven, can't take a Saint, can't take a Chief. All right, I'm a, I'm going to go with a guy who I also rode to fantasy success yeah. this year, your boy Aaron Jones. I think that's an easy pick. Uh, yeah, well, pick. I was going between him and Raheem Mostert because Mostert has touchdowns in six straight games, and I think San Francisco probably has the easiest path to the Super Bowl in the NFC. So I was I was just torn because even though you know Matt Breed is healthy and I, I, I Kyle Shanahan does seem to like to use him, he rotates. So that Definitely was my rotates. that was my only you know sort of thought uh, going that other direction. Uh, uh, and then I think with my second pick, um, I think I think I got to go with DeAndre Hopkins yeah. from the Texans as my second wide receiver. Um, yeah, you know they got to obviously get past the Bills. It's going to be tough. He has to beat Tre'Davious White this weekend. It's, it's, it's really that simple. But if they can get past, I mean, if there's someone who can do it, 
I, yeah. I think he may be the best. Okay. You know, he may be. Well, well he's yeah. one of the two best wide receivers in the NFL. I love DeAndre Hopkins here. Yeah, Drew, I you're mean, up. What are you supposed to do, get mad about p- taking DeAndre Hopkins? No, I That's, can't. Yeah, yeah, it's I good. can't it, get mad. It, no, it's a good pick. Drew, your team you so know, far. You know what makes me so happy real quick, Tony? Yeah. You took two Packers. I took a quarterback. That means your boy Aaron Rodgers is sitting on the sideline, baby, this this fantasy playoff. I love <laughs> it. <laughs> hey, man. Sit on the bench, Aaron Rodgers. I will not let my homerism lose me this game, but so far your team right now, Pat Mahomes, Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook, and your boy Michael Thomas. You still need a lot of players. You got one pick right now. Before you go, though, Drew, I do want to say when we're taking the kickers, who haven't come off the board yet, you're taking the team kicker. So if Mason Crosby pulls a hammy and now we're getting Brett Maher as the Green Bay you kicker, you're still going to yeah, get points that. is for that. true. just okay. want to confirm okay, that. Okay, v- very good. That's that's good to know because I know some guys back like, nah, but so thank you for yeah. clarifying. Appreciate that. All right, now, Drew, you are up. Shout out to my boy, Buffalo. Don't do it. Brett Bullrock, Mr. Devin Singletary. Wow. Oh, okay, great. That's fine. Wow. I'll let you take Singletary. I will let you take Singletary. I like him a lot. I was looking at him to be my second running back because I am up next and I still need a running back. So far, Mark Ingram, Devontae Adams, Julian Edelman, and George Kittle make my team. I'm saving a few heavy hitters for later that I know these guys can't take due to the one-player-per-team rule. I wanted a Buffalo player, but it's not Singletary because I still need a defense, and that Buffalo defense might be the best in the postseason. I am taking the Buffalo defense because I do think it's a low-scoring game against Houston, and I think they have a chance to win and get some multipliers next week against Baltimore. Buffalo defense is my pick. My second player is that running back and the first eagle off the board. I'm taking Miles Sanders. I think he does a lot in that game. I think he's a game-breaker. I like Miles Sanders. Uh, Dangles is making a face. I know Jordan Howard's back, but Dangles is making a face. What's wrong, buddy? Well, he's. He, I just uh, don't know if he's going to play. Well, he no, he, he didn't practice he, on Wednesday. So it's trending like he's going to play, but we sh- you should specify that too. Like you should have like a one-time substitution. Like no, or t- okay, no, that's on me. Okay, yeah, that's on me. Take, yeah. I, I, I think he's going to play. But, I, yeah, even yeah, if yeah. he doesn't play, that's on me for drafting him. I think Miles Sanders, if he does play, does a lot of big things. I'm not going to give myself the opportunity to take Jordan Howard in his stead. No, I'm taking Sanders. I'm living and dying with it. So that's the Buffalo defense and Miles Sanders are my two picks. It goes back to Drew, who still needs a second wide receiver, a tight end, a defense, and the kicker drew tyler lockett taking tyler lockett tyler lockett out of seattle as his second wide receiver so now his team stands as patty mahomes derrick henry dalvin cook and mike's uh devin singletary <laughs> mike singletary isn't that guy somewhere mike singletary mike exists Singles, mike, yes he's a former he was a great bears linebacker there it is okay so yeah we got singletary. part of that uh, 85 super bowl team if i'm not mistaken and his two receivers are michael thomas and tyler lockett still needs a tight end defense and kicker as does dangles does dangles steal any players from drew uh well I I got two picks in a row. I'm I'm I think I know one of them, but I'm not sure about the other one. I'm going to take the 49ers defense. I think you have to. I think um, you have to at this point. There's no other 49ers out there that I really want. I'm not going to put Raheem Mostert in a flex position. I want that to be somebody who's going to be catching footballs. Um, so I'm going to take the 49ers defense. I guess a smart play. And, and then I think what I'm going to do next is I'm going to take James White in my flex position for my Patriots. I like that pick. That's what I was. That's because if the running game doesn't get off the ground for the Patriots, they're going to turn to him, and he has shown in the playoffs before that he can catch balls and do stuff out of the backfield. He's going to get uh, PPR points. Um, and I, you know, I look who might he won us a fucking Super Bowl. Uh, so who I might have bet against? Uh, someone who's had James White 
It's a good pick. I know, but he hasn't done anything all year. So the playoffs That's is the true. perfect time for him to break out. He's been he's been a, a, a you know a spell option for when Sony Michelle when the run yeah. game doesn't get going, he gets he gets used. And even if the, they do get uh, the run game going, he's still going to see snaps. He's James White. He always yeah. does at the flex position. Given who uh, given the players that are, are are left out there, and who I can physically take, I'm taking him over Damian Williams. Any day. I also couldn't take Damon Williams because I yeah, didn't it's, it's but, tough. Uh, it's but tough. I don't see anybody on that list. Then we're getting into the Latavius Murrays and the Carlos Hydes, and I'm just not ready to go down that road. All right, so your team as it stands, Dangles, before we move to Drew, you got Lamar as your quarterback, Alvin Kamara and Aaron Jones now with James White as your three running backs, Tyree Kill and DeAndre Hopkins as your wide receivers, a very strong team to pair with the 49ers defense. You need to take a tight end and a kicker, but that'll come back around at you, Drew. Nope, you can take a Patriot whenever you want. You can take a Raven whenever you want. They're all yours. We're getting down to the nitty-gritty. You need a tight end, a defense, and a kicker. Where are you going here? I believe this pick will win me this contest. Oh, doctor. I've had bad blood with you, Tony, for fucking two years. First year, I didn't know what I was doing. Last year, I won dumb freaking conference championships. Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard. An interesting pick. The Philly tight end. Hey, man, when you're going up against George Kittle and you got Dallas Goddard. Ertz I, could still play. He Ertz did practice still this play. week. He lacerated his kidney. He yeah, practiced tough. on Wednesday. He's not going to It's tough. Play. It's oh. tough. Dallas Goddard is Drew's tight end, his Philly representative. I need a kicker, I need a quarterback, and I need a flex player. The flex player and the quarterback have been set in stone till, since Drew and Dangles made their early picks. So I'll start off with the kicker. Uh, I do not have a Seahawk yet, so I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks kicker. No matter who is lining up for them to kick points, I'm getting points for that team. That'll be Josh Myers. Yeah, the Seattle kicker, whether Myers gets Sorry, injured, Jason or, Myers. whether Myers gets injured or not, I have the Seattle kicker. I think they win that game against Philly, and I have Sanders as well. So I'm getting double points no matter what happens in that game. Seattle kicker. Uh, my second pick. Doesn't matter because you guys can't get them, but I have the two best tight ends in the league right now. Travis Kelsey and George Kittle are both on my team in a PPR format. So Travis Kelsey and the Seattle kicker are my two picks. I have the quarterback left at the end of this draft. Dangles is woofing because he don't know shit. Drew, you're up. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's it. Uh, Guys. Says the guy who just took two drafts and tight ends in a PPR league. No, I mean, those aren't really traditional tight ends. I mean, I must admit Uh. I, w- I was going to say it was a coin flip between Dallas Goddard and Mark Andrews for my tight end position. The reason I didn't Is your take- coin broken? Huh? Is your coin broken? For well, what reason? Well, keep going. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, what side you. of the coin do you like? Andrews, every day of the week. Have you? Okay. I know well, he's, I know he's, but go on. You're, yeah. You're the reason I did not take yeah. Mark Andrews yeah. is because I want the best kicker in the world, yeah. Justin Tucker. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, kickers get you points. I won this league last year because I had Greg the Leg Zerline in the Super Bowl. Kickers get you points. If you can get the multiplier with a kicker, you're getting nine points every field goal. It's a hell of a point total. Dangles, your final two picks. You need a tight end and a kicker. A lot of teams are out for you. you got to make picks here. Yeah, I do. Uh, and I'm going to go with Jacob Hollister. I don't have a Seahawk yet. I'm going to stick with him. He's the Seahawks tight end. Former Patriot. Gosh, we could use him right now. He had Did a couple da- of timeouts. Did Dangles just get mad at me for taking George Kittle and yeah. fucking Travis Kelsey, and he's over here with I'm saying uh, that's Jacob your, I'm Hollister? I'm saying that is a strategy I don't agree with. I had to put someone in my tight end position, and given the options that are left and the fact that this guy had a stretch where he, when he wasn't hurt, when he scored like three touchdowns in a row, in three games in a row, 
I like my chances with Jacob Hollister. And what team are you going with with your kicker? Uh, looks like it's going to end up being uh, who's left. Uh, I've got the Philadelphia Eagles. I'll take Jake Elliott. The Philly kicker. The Philly kicker is Dangles' kicker. So, Dangles, your full team, my friend. Lamar Jackson, Alvin Kamara, and Aaron Jones, Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Hopkins, fucking Jacob Hollister, the 49ers defense, the Philly kicker, and James White as your flex in a PPR multiplier format. Drew, your final pick. Got to be a defense. Yes, I understand. Um, and I'm sitting here looking at my team, and I guess I'll gladly back into the Patriots defense. I think you have to. Yeah. You could do a lot worse. Yeah. I think you have to. It's the best defense in the league. Hell of a time to take them with your last pick. Drew, your full team. Patty Mahomes, Derrick Henry, and Dalvin Cook. God, those are good running backs. Michael <laughs> Thomas and Tyler Lockett. Dallas Goddard as your tight end. The New England defense, the Baltimore kicker, and Devin Singletary to round it out. My final pick is a Saint. I think the Saints go far. I think they beat my Packers next week. I'm taking Drew Brees. God damn it, I got Drew Brees. Drew Brees, Hall of Famer, is my quarterback. Mark Ingram and Miles Sanders are my running backs, the worst part of my team. Devontae Adams and Julian Edelman are my wide receivers. George Kittle at tight end. Buffalo defense, Seattle kicker, and Travis Kelsey at my flex. We'll be updating these scores every week. First week, it's wild card weekend. Everybody gets single points. Uh, no multipliers yet. Yahoo Fantasy Options PPR League will be updating you as the season goes on. But before we end this show, I know it's been a long one. Thank you for listening. It is the time to do playoff props and playoff futures. We'll do a full Super Bowl prop show when we get closer to that. But I want to know, do you guys leaning anywhere before the playoffs begin? Any places you think our listeners can make you money? Let's start with Shea for the Sharp. You got uh, something for yeah, us? Yeah, I, I, I have a ticket right now. Ooh. Uh, pre-show, Ooh. or sorry, preseason on our opening show. Ooh. I have the Kansas City Chiefs to win the AFC at plus 450. There's no reason why I'm, I'm backing out from that now. That's what I'll do. Not a bad one. Not a bad one at all. They are a bi-week team. They are a bi-week team. Dangles, I'm still looking up the stats for mine, so let's go to you. I just had a couple that I thought were fun that I, I, I want to highlight that you might uh, you might consider. Uh, I saw Baltimore is plus 225 against the field to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Just plus 225. Yeah. I think they're the odds-on favorite. It's plus Not money. Bad. I'll take that. Um, <laughs> plus 500 for a non-quarterback to throw a touchdown pass this weekend. I'm banking on the Patriots, Patriots. game between Sanu and Julian What's Edelman. What's the money on that? That could absolutely happen. That's plus 500 for Whoa. a non-QB. Oh, and I got that from my bookie. I'm That's, taking that yeah. right now. Plus 500 for a non-QB to throw a touchdown? Is that correct? Touchdown. That's cor- let me double Is check that, it. That's the Sanders yeah, workshop. Let me double check it. But, that's but, but with these teams, you see no, I'm it. saying I don't think those odds are right, but. Oh. Nope. No, that's right. Will any QB throw a touchdown pass in the wild card round? No is minus 1,000. Yes is plus 500. Wow. Let's really spring some on that. Plus wow. 500 for a non-quarterback. Look for the Patriots game for that to happen. That's, I would, I would you say. You got all weekend the Eagles, to win too. that? The Eagles love to, th- wow. to drive those, uh, those kind of play. Yeah, I like Tangles. that. Tangles. Yeah, I love good that bet. bet. That's, that, that's a fun one. Here's another one that I thought was fun. Uh, and I think, Tony, you made a bet like this last year in our playoff competition. Uh, the over-under for total field goals scored <laughs> over the course of the weekend is 13. <laughs> and a half it's minus 120 either way um i'm gonna take the over on that one i like the over on that one and my my last one i'll bring up i don't i think this is a bit of a long shot but it, it could happen the spread the, the spreads are close enough where i think we could see and the teams are close enough uh to for two games to go to overtime it's plus 1200 that, I don't, okay. it's not great for, for the whole play i said it's a stretch no that's just for this weekend 
Oh my god. Okay. I don't know about that. I don't know well, about yeah, that. Hey, I love so the so plus five hundred for another yeah, player that's to crazy throw a touchdown. Those odds are that. I'm taking right. that right now. Yeah. Uh Dangles, you got any more? Can no, I go that's with it. no, that's it. I just those were the fun ones I saw that I like to throw out. All right, I got a long shot one for you, and I got one that is guaranteed to win you money. The first one's a long shot. I would take it right now because I don't know if it's going to be available when it gets close to the Super Bowl time, but it has to do with the Super Bowl halftime show, and this is also on my bookie. I know a lot of people don't like my bookie, but if you're using it, this is something you should look at because I think it's going to hit and the odds are great. Can I interest you, Drew? In an odds that is a plus 2,000. I love this one. I love Super Bowls, mostly because I love betting on the halftime show. And this one is, <laughs> will Alex Rodriguez make an yeah. appearance on stage during too. the halftime show? <laughs> a lot. That's a lot to handle. I understand what I just said to you is mumbo jumbo. Alex Rodriguez, MLB player. What are we talking about? Who's performing the halftime show, Dangles? Uh, that would be Jennifer Lopez. That is Jennifer J-Lo. Lopez. Got Who it. is J-Lo's husband? Alex uh, Rodriguez. A-Rod. Okay, I understand. Nobody's going to bring their husband on stage right. during the uh, yada, Except yada, yada. Except if you're married to A-Rod. This is the best part of the bet, though. Plus 2,000. What network is broadcasting the Super Bowl this year? Is it Fox? It is Fox. Yeah. What network does Alex A-Rod Rodriguez works work for? Fox. Fox. This is coming together beautifully. Yeah. Alex wow. Rodriguez to appear on stage during the halftime show. It's almost plus too easy. Two thousand to have. It's got to be on stage live. I, uh, Not uh, like no, but I'm saying he can't be shown during I'm the sure press they, box. A camera That's shot. A camera I, shot I, won't. I, I, I agree with you. That might not work. But even if Alex Rodriguez is the one to introduce her, like up next we have the Super Bowl show, he might appear later. I'm okay. telling you, on stage, halftime show, Alex Rodriguez plus 2,000. I'm taking it right now. A little one unit, one unit, 200 to 1. Come on. Give yeah. it to me. Here's my favorite bet, though. This is the bet that I think is going to win everyone money. And it has to do with the Super Bowl matchups. The Super Bowl matchups. You can bet right now anywhere you go. You can say these two teams are going to make the Super Bowl. You don't got to predict who wins. You just got to predict who makes it. I got stats for you guys. You might have heard that since 2013, no team has made the Super Bowl without having a bye week. Since 2013, no team has made the Super Bowl without having a bye week. Better yet, since the year 2000, since the year 2000, bye week teams to make the Super Bowl, 29 have made it, 7 have not. 7 have not. The odds are, if you get a bye, you're making the Super Bowl. So here's what, I, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to spread some love around. Because the Super Bowl matchup odds are really, really favorable to those bye week teams, especially with Green Bay in the mix. Do I think Green Bay makes the Super Bowl? No. But history has shown if you got a bye, you're making the Super Bowl. So the four possible options you can get, right now the odds are in your favor. Green Bay versus the Kansas City Chiefs, the two seeds, plus 1250. Green Bay versus the Ravens, plus 700. San Fran versus the Kansas City Chiefs, plus 600. And San Fran versus Baltimore, the two one seeds are plus 300 right now. What I'm telling you to do is take a one-unit bet on all of those on all of those uh, matchups, and on the two one seeds, put two units on it. Either way, if those bye week teams in any formation make that, with all the money you've spent, you are coming home with money. The thing that kills you is if New Orleans makes it or if New England makes it. But you're betting on history. You're betting on trends. You're betting on the bye week teams making the Super Bowl. One unit bets on every matchup with the bye weeks except for the 1v1. You put two units on that. You are coming home with plus units. What is it with Baltimore play San Francisco? Baltimore San Fran is plus 300. So two units on that, even though you spend three units elsewhere, will yield you plus money. So again, one unit on the one v twos oh, and the two v two one seeds. Yeah, you double your unit on the one seeds. You double your units Got on the it. one seeds. You are making money at Made plus three hundred. Okay. That is my gift to all of you at home to make you money. Got a couple gifts in there. There's some good bets out there. And that is the end. 
of our very long, very, very this is a good show. Shock full. It's the first of information. episode. We had a lot. Yeah. Wild a lot card to get weekend. Through. I'm very happy to be here. Tony Cavallo, Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Bruce Schaefer, Crooks, and again, sorry for coming to you a day late on a Friday show, but we gave you enough time to put these bets in before the games begin. And next week we'll be back to a regular schedule, breaking down the best weekend in sports. The divisional football mm. weekend. Those four matchups are going to be juicy, juicy, And juicy. finally, next weekend is the weekend where all of us will be together yes. in perfect harmony. Yes. Watch some football. Yes. Maybe we you'll got, see it. Check out our our Instagram. Yes. Maybe yeah. you'll see some of it. We got fantasy matchups. We got bets to make, and we're going to make you money. The year is 2020, folks. Search us, Left Coast Gamblers the year is Podcast. 2020. The year is 2020, and we're making money this year. This is the year we take off, and I'm very happy to be here, very happy for the playoffs, and as always, thank you for listening. And again, guys, we said we can't ram it anymore. We can't ram it anymore. How are we going to end the show? Gosh, I don't know. What do we, we we've said? Can't what? do charges, charge. See, this can't is do ho- ram it. This is hard, Tony, because we've done this now for every show for four years, yeah. and we're just gonna just we, we just we're putting the brakes on it now. The obviously, right? I know it makes year. no sense for us to say. Uh, I don't know. I guess I guess I should say go Pats. Yeah, you should pats. you should say go Pat go. Go Pat go, baby. I got I got a sound. And I got a forward, sound cue for you. Next forward week. down the field. Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix, dissecting the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato and I'll catch you after the chequered flag.